0: Welcome to So You Want to Be a Copywriter, brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre, the world's leading centre for writing courses. Your host is Bernadette Schwert, who you'll find at copyschool.com, and you can find out more about all our copywriting courses at copywritingcourses.com.au. Now, over to Bernadette. They say that a big business is just a small business with systems. So how do you create the systems? How do you know what systems to create? What even is a system? If you're a copywriter looking to fast track the success of your business and want some inside secrets on how you can do more with less and turn your fledgling business into a six- or seven-figure juggernaut, this is the podcast for you. Shanice Miller is a business productivity consultant and she specializes in operations and project management. She helps her clients automate their systems and, in the process, save hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars in wasted effort. Her passion for identifying and solving inefficiencies began when she sold her first business, an educational consultancy recognized by Forbes magazine. In the process, she discovered that a business with a system is worth far more than a business without a system, and she's going to tell us exactly how to set those systems up. Hello, I'm Bernadette Schwert, and this is the podcast for those looking to reinvent their lives as a copywriter, and they want some inspiration and practical tips on how to do it. I'm the founder of the Australian School of Copywriting and the head copywriting tutor at the Australian Writers' Centre. If you'd like to build a side hustle, work from wherever you want, and live the creative life, check out our courses and discover how copywriting can help you find the independence and freedom you seek. Here's a review from Tulipa King, who recently completed our copywriting course. I love writing, but didn't know how to get into it in a profitable way. This course caught my eye. I wasn't sure how much of a time commitment it would take, but it was easily doable around full-time work and raising children. The feedback I got was great. I can now see how I too can become a copywriter. Thank you, Tulipa. Get the training you need to become a highly paid copywriter by checking out our courses at writercenter.com.au forward slash essentials or copyschool.com. And if you like our podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Let's get started. Shanice Miller, so lovely to have you on the podcast.
1: Oh, so lovely to be here, Bernadette. Thanks so much for having me.
0: My absolute pleasure. Now, Shanice, you are a productivity expert. You're a systems expert. And I love that because I think for a lot of small business owners, whether you're a copywriter or other, one of the things that can happen is you become the bottleneck. You become yeah. the decision maker. And things don't get done because you are the person who's in charge and you might not be the um, capable or willing to make those decisions. So let's talk firstly about what inspired you to become a productivity expert. What happened in your life that uh, set you up to be this?
1: Yes, so I actually lived through the pain of watching my father build a thriving seven-figure business only for it to go crashing down to zero when his health declined, all because he was the only one in charge. My dad had built a great business. He had a small team of employees under him. He was this great business leader, a great CEO, and he was making a lot of money, but it still wasn't enough because he was that bottleneck in his business and everything had to go through him before it could really get done. His business wasn't there to support him when he couldn't show up. And it really didn't have to be that way. So I really created my business as a way to show other business owners that they don't have to go through the same rise and fall like my dad did. And it's really my personal mission to let other business owners know that you don't have to feel trapped or you don't have to be trapped in your business as long as you do less.
0: That sounds like a really great premise, do more uh, by doing less. So what what were the systems that you implemented as a result of seeing your dad's business decline?
1: Yeah, so a lot of the systems were more so around automation, um, client delivery. So the three main systems that I really implement are marketing, sales, and in autom- client delivery. And those are the three main businesses that really to that you really need in every business to make that business run. It's really the pulse. It's really the lifeline of any business. Um, I had one client who did web, web design services, and clients would just reach out to her in the DMs or via email, and she would respond back so slowly to their request. And by that time that she got back to it, the client had already hired someone else to do the job. Or, you know, that same client would come and tell me like she got on a call, she would tell the person she would send a proposal and then forget to send the proposal afterwards, after all that work she did to get the client. So every missed DM or message in your inbox, every missed email, every missed proposal, that was $6,000 that this client was missing out on. And just by streamlining those marketing, sales, and client onboarding processes would have really prevented her from missing out on those clients. What do you
0: think is going on mentally here, Shanice, when people don't set up those systems and they know they should, but they don't? What do you think is actually happening deep down?
1: I I think deep down there's a fear. Um, There is a fear of letting go, of losing control of their business, Um, There are some really deep inner fears and key mindsets that need to be shifted in order to not get so stuck in the weeds of business, of not doing too much um, and too many things that aren't moving the needle forward, which also leads to overwhelm, burnout, frustration, but really just not wanting to give up. And giving up doesn't have to mean giving up. It can just be releasing some of the control to really let that business to breathe and thrive on its own with or without you because you have created something that's amazing.
0: So in the three pillars, which one would you like to start with here? Because I'd love to hear a bit more about each. Which one is the logical one to begin with for you?
1: So a lot of my clients like to like to begin with the client delivery portion of it. Um, Some of them love that part, so they don't wanna outsource it, but I hear way more people who wanna start and say, it gets too overwhelming for me to try and figure out or try to keep up with all the client delivery processes. I'm doing a lot of back and forth emails, trying to schedule someone, I'm doing a lot of outreach. So when we really streamline it and automate these things, it's preventing that business owner from having to do those manual tasks and usually saving them about 20 hours per week of work. Um, So that's one of the business, that's one of the systems that we would really streamline. We have a three part method. Um, Maybe we'll talk about it a little bit later, (laughs) but it's really with making sure that each client is getting good quality. They are, um, Getting the same type of information that the other clients have so that when you are passing it off on to the next person, um, that person is able to do the same things that you would do, and that results in that higher quality.
0: Awesome. So let's look at this through the prism of a copywriter, because that's the primary listener here. Uh, What recommendations or strategies would you advise uh, for them to begin the automation process? Let's just talk about marketing. I guess it's where the things begin, isn't it? It's where the client acquisition begins. So what kind of marketing automations would you, or onboarding, whatever the wording you might use, would you recommend for a copywriter starting out their new business?
1: Yeah. So part of the process is asking that copywriter, what are they already doing that's working? because we don't want to reinvent the wheel. We don't want to stop doing what they're already doing that's working. We just want to make sure that we are emphasizing those things and going through their methods of what's working for them, how they like to work, and just making sure that that's streamlined and automated. So a lot of times I'll hear copywriters tell me, like maybe they get some people through a Instagram DM. And so what we can do is set up an automation, an autoresponder in that Instagram DM where that person gets an automatic reply, and it can go through a certain workflow. Where if they are, you know, responding a certain way or answering certain questions, then it takes them through and then links back to a, a place on their website so that they can opt into a page and get on a phone call or however their process is. Um, some other clients that we have, we might do a Zapier so that it automatically takes the person and puts them into like an email autoresponder. And then they can get that follow-up sequence so you are nurturing those leads, giving them information, telling them about your business, all while you're not being the one physically having to go in there, respond to the DMs each time.
0: Let's even take it back a step there, Shanice. What about a copywriter who doesn't have a system, don't know what works or what doesn't? Let's go back to brass tacks, right? What kind of tactics do you recommend for you know, acquisition from the very get-go when there's no one in their database? Oh,
1: man. So back to the basics. Um, that's the hardest part to say because I've heard so many people who would tell me for them, cold calling works, whereas another person cold calling doesn't work. Um, for someone else, they say LinkedIn works for them and another person might have Instagram DMs that work for them. So you really have, and some people love uh, posting in Facebook groups. So you really have to find out what is the platform that you really want to focus in on? And how do you want to show up for your clients? If it's Facebook groups, you know, and that's where you're finding success or where you are starting to do some maybe outreach, answering some people's questions with a thoughtful answer or a Zoom call, um, that might be the initial starting point there for that person. And for a lot of people, you they have to try a bunch of different things first before they find that thing that really works for them.
0: I think that's a really good point to make, is that in the absence of anything, you have to start something. You just have to put out some feelers, attend a networking event, put out a post, comment on something, just do something and see what you consistently. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it no, doesn't always no. happen in that first, you know, 30 days or first two weeks or first three days because that's what I'll hear. I've tried this. For a couple of times and it didn't work and it's like well how many are you tracking that how many um, organic outreach are you doing how many questions are you answering are people replying back are you following up so all of those things do require you know effort
0: excellent let's talk about sales that would be the next stage what are the automations or processes that you might step a copywriter through if they're working with you
1: yeah, so some of and if we're talking about some of the basic things, we might set up a calendar application, either on their website, or a link for them to have people book instead of going back and forth. And that's a really easy, quick win that I see a lot of people, um, specifically my clients that love, love, love it. Um, instead of having to go back and forth, sometimes they can suggest a specific time and date. And if that doesn't work, they can say, hey, check my calendar link. Um, just to keep it personalized and things like that. So that's a big thing in the sales part because it is the start of the sales where, and with that calendar invite, they are doing a intake form, asking them questions you know, to make sure that this potential uh, or prospect, the potential customer is actually qualified. So making sure that it's a qualified lead, it's someone who you might think is a good person for you to work with, and then taking them through maybe the next step might be, adding them to an autoresponder, or like I said, everything is kind of based on how the business is set up and how it's running. And we provide certain strategies and support um, just to see if it's something that we can enhance as well. Okay.
0: And what about email? Let's talk about email as a form of automation, because obviously that's a very affordable and accessible uh, medium for people what what techniques can or tricks or hacks have you experienced with email that others may not know that makes life a little bit easier
1: yeah so there are different platforms that we can use depending on what you're doing for some of our more some of our clients that like to have that outreach more automated instead of them having to do it there are certain sales platforms and we even have a proprietary platform software that we use and that we give our clients to use as well um, and it really automates and streamlines that sales process so say if you reach out to someone in a cold email and that person doesn't respond after two days without you having to do anything it automatically sends that person that follow-up and it keeps sending that person that follow-up email in that sequence personalized and everything to the areas that you have in there, until that person responds, then it stops the sequence until you respond back. And it shows you all of those things. So it's keeping up with it, not having to do so many manual follow up um, touches with the person because it's even though you are still doing those, it's not you, it's a automation that's already doing that perfect uh, outreach technique. Uh, with certain other email, because they have different ones like MailChimp, an active campaign, a convert kit that we could really use to just nurture leads. So if you want to uh, give them certain information about the benefits, about the features of what you have to offer for copy, if you have a certain, um, a certain booklet or a a video or something like that that you want to give someone to educate them on why a copywriter is so important to their business those are things that you can set up through an email automatic autoresponder which might just, you know, it doesn't tell you when the person responds per se and doesn't stop the sequence, but it will just put the person through and that person can keep on getting your emails until they book a call or until they do whatever is the action, even click a link on there, then it could stop the autoresponder sequence if they click that link. Or if they click the link, but then didn't fill out the entire form for you to book a call, it can, you know, tell them about that too. Hey, you didn't, Finish filling this out. Hey, we would really love to talk to you. So those are some of the things that can be automated, and still, instead of the person automatic having to keep going back into their computer and typing up all of those emails themselves.
0: Excellent. And the last pillar that you mentioned uh, was the client delivery, and you did mention a three-part process. So maybe now's a good time to reveal the uh, the three-part process.
1: Yeah. So. Whenever we take clients through our particular system, we have this 3D method, and it stands for define, design, and do. And now in the define stage, we are really getting to the meat. Uh, Why are we, what is the goal of us doing this? What, What do we wanna streamline? What are we, what is our intention with this? And how is this going to help our company in the greatest way possible? So once we get really clear on the goal, then we can figure out, okay, what is the best way to go about this? And that's when we start to do the mapping process in the design stage. So this is where we're really going through and checking out what is our process, step by step by step. So every time for say a copywriter, you might need to ask the person, maybe you jump on the phone call first if you're doing a VIP day, or you might ask for certain materials that might be the first step, okay to try to flush out what is it this person needs or wants for their copy? Um, Do what kind of brand voice or what kind of message are they trying to send about? So asking those questions, getting that sent out. And then what's the next step? Okay. Maybe I need to take a few days to do some research market research area for making my copy. Um, Or maybe the next step might be after the market research, then I can start putting in some time to draft out a, the, the first draft of it and submit to the client, see if the client approves or if they have edits and then edit it. And, you know, it can go on and on and on with the, that particular process. Mm. And tell me,
0: what what do seven-figure companies that you you had with your father, for example, what do they know about managing businesses that smaller companies don't? I mean, we've talked a little bit being a bottleneck, but what else do you think separates those big uh, profitable companies from a small you know, one or two person business?
1: I've worked behind the scenes of a lot of six and seven figure business owners. And besides doing less and having efficient systems, they know there needs to be an efficient handover process that really connects all the departments and teams together. So in a bigger business, the person who is usually generating leads is different than the person who is turning those leads into sales. And it's typically a different person as well, who is working with the client to do the work that the client was promised. So bigger businesses have a handover process as part of their systems, which includes critical information that the sales team might have collected from that new client that will be helpful for the client delivery team to know. So some of this information can include goals that the client has. Key points that were discussed, like their client likes and dislikes that were expressed. And all of this just makes that client feel like the team is working together, everyone is knowledgeable of the client's unique needs. And it can really put the client at ease. And, you know, when you put the client at ease, the client leaves happy, they provide raving reviews, they refer you to all their friends, which is exactly what we want. And exactly what copywriters want as well. But When the departments don't have a good handover process, it's like looking on a website and you see that a service you're interested in costs, say, $50 and say it's a service for your grass to get cut. So you book a call to discuss that service only to talk to a salesperson who tells you the service is actually $250 to cut your lawn and say you say, yes, cool, that's fine. Only for the person to come out, perform the service, and they give you trim bushes without cutting your grass. And that's just not what you ask for, but that's what happens when you don't have an effective handover process in place. So the same with copywriting. If your website says one thing and they're estimating, or maybe you're giving a quote, but then when the person talks to you on the phone, and they're like, I'm looking for copy services, and I saw you had a $500 package, and you're like, well, really, our packages start at $1,000, and it's for, say, email copywriting for your emails, and then you agree to that, and you hand it over to the next person. And the person writes sales page copy and that email copy. Then the customer's angry, like this isn't what I asked you for. Mm-hmm.
0: So what steps can a copywriter take to start streamlining their processes?
1: Oh, so that really goes back into our, our 3D method, um, the define, design, and do. And I don't think we got to talk about do, but we started to talk a little bit more about define and design. But I'll go into, into depth a little bit more with those two. So the first step that we start off with is to define your goals. Define exactly where it is you want to go with your business, what you want to do, what the systems are that you're looking to streamline and what you're hoping to accomplish specifically. And so during this step, we are identifying the areas of the business that need this process and structure. So then we go into the design phase and that's where we map out the step by step process. And usually while breaking down these daily activities, my clients, they're going to notice that there are some duties they're doing that either can be automated, they can be eliminated or they can be delegated to someone else because just doing these tasks yourself isn't the best use of your time. And this is also where a lot of my clients realize that they do the same thing, ask the same questions with each of their clients and that lets them know someone else can do it. Like what we talked about earlier which is like that fear of delegation. So if anyone is still having those fears around letting go or wondering what if the new employee doesn't do the work as good as I can, we can even add in an automation for the client to get an alert. And that alert will tell them to review the employee's work before it goes out to the client to make sure it's the same high quality that you would produce until that employee is up to speed and producing consistently that quality that you would like. So it's during this design step that we also identify the best softwares to use to automate and set up these systems with the least amount of work possible for the business leader. And then the last one, we haven't talked about this one yet. It's the do. And that's when we really put the software into action and we step away. This is where you allow your team to really fall into the rhythm of your new systems and you take direction from there once the system is running smoothly.
0: Awesome. What kind of software would you recommend to your clients?
1: So I am a big advocate of if it's something that you like and you feel comfortable with, let's use that and we can enhance it. Sometimes it just needs to be rebuilt a certain way. I'll have a lot of clients come to me and they'll say like, "It's I'm using say a ClickUp or an Asana, but it still feels clunky. Um, and that's because either the person who did it before, they didn't maybe set it up as efficiently, or a lot of times we try to DIY it ourselves. And so we don't know all the features or all the things that are involved to really run it smoothly. And that's what we really help to work with, with that um, to make sure that what you've already have in place, we see what you're doing, and then we see where we can make it better without having to recreate the wheel. Um, but for some people who are just starting out, um, if you don't know where to begin or anything like that, you can always start up with a free account, Asana, ClickUp. Uh, Some of those have free accounts that you can start off with and then you can continue to build and grow it out as you go through. But even some people start off with a Google document, a checklist, something that just marks out what are you doing just in the easiest way possible so that you can have it. So if something happens to you, God forbid, you can pass that checklist on to someone else and they can do those same things that you did.
0: I think that's a nice point to make too, Shanice, that making a list of everything you do is quite illuminating. You know, it might be from, you know, updating software. It might be to, you know, taking the creative brief. It might be to proofreading. It might be to writing an email, uploading content to the website. You know, the things we do as copywriters if we were to make a list and then look at what do you really don't like doing and what do you really like doing? And I think sometimes the best place to start is get away or give away the things you don't like. I often yeah. think sometimes the <laughs> assumption is we've got to give away sales or, you know, we've got to get a salesperson in and we've got to get, you know, a VA or whatever it is and they're all good things. But I think a good place to start is what don't you like doing? Give that away. It might not be sales related. It might be something quite small, but it it kind of gets you in that zone and habit of losing control a little bit or delegating, you know, because you think, well, I don't want to do that anyway. So whatever we do is a win. And then you can slowly build up to giving away things that you feel, you know, a little bit more um, attached to. So and that's actually another interesting thing too because what you might find is you only do the things you really enjoy Mm -hmm. and the things that you don't do are the things that could make a big difference. You think, well, that's where the gaps are because I'm only doing the things that I really like. You know, so for some people it's really they love content creation but they never send it out you know, acquisition, but they never follow up with a client, you know, or the outreach kind of thing, but they never actually follow up with the phone call. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I was going to say the exact same thing. A lot of times I know myself included, I will spend so many hours doing something that I should have just delegated to someone else. And I realize, okay, either that's not my zone of genius. So let me just, you know, hire someone to do this, or maybe it's just not something that I really want to do. So I'm procrastinating, I'm putting it off, but it still has to get done, even if you don't want to do it.
0: Mm. And I think maybe what's useful there too, is when you know that there's procrastination, and you investigate, why, why am I procrastinating, and go right into that that, that reason, and then potentially find, well, what if I keep doing that? what will it cost me if I keep doing that? Because ultimately the business will fail. So you have to really flip that and think, okay, well, if I did do that, you know, what will I get? So that's sort of moving towards and moving away from ideas. How do you help your clients with those kinds of motivational tips?
1: So that's a good question. Um- A lot of times clients come to us mainly for these systems. And while we're doing it, we'll do a little bit of coaching. We do a little bit of suggesting. We ask them and try to really get down to the root of why you're procrastinating on this particular aspect. And sometimes just getting down to the root of it, the root cause gives you a transformation in itself. If you know maybe why you don't want to do the sales is because you're deep down afraid Either you can face that fear or now you can let it go because you can say, like, let me just hire someone to do that sales because I'm afraid that I'm not going to do the sales as good as someone else.
0: Yeah, lovely. So, Shanice, let's wrap up and maybe you can let listeners know how to contact you if they'd like any help with what you do, because I know that you are very generous with your time.
1: Why, thank you. Yes, I've created a special page just for your listeners. They can go to tasklygroup.com slash copywriter. And that's where they can get my free training on how to get to six and seven figures while doing less. They can also book a call to chat with me about their personal business systems or connect with me on Instagram at Tasley Group underscore. And once again, they can go, all of that information is on the website, TasleyGroup.com slash copywriter.
0: Awesome. Lovely and uh, tailored for the listeners. And look, anyone listening, you'd be mad not to try it out because Shanice is an expert at systems. So she's probably got some good systems in place that you can look at to be inspired by as to how (laughs) she's doing, what she's doing. And at the same time, get access to Shanice's wonderful um, support and help. Shanice, thank you for being on my podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Bernadette, for having me. It was a lovely time.
0: I think it's fair to say that systems are the key to success. Without them, you're left to do everything, including the things you don't love or even like. With them, you can delegate what you don't want to do and automate everything else so that things get done without you needing to get involved. If you want to grow, systems are the secret source that will help you do it. If you want to find out how other copywriters built their systems, automate their marketing, and generate new leads... Join the Copy Club community. It's the club for those who want to fast-track their copywriting career, find a tribe, network with like-minded people, get upskilled and access the latest and greatest tools and techniques for becoming a successful copywriter. You can find out more at copyclub.com.au. They say that procrastination is like a credit card. It's a lot of fun until you get the bill. And in the theme of procrastination, here's my final quote of the podcast. I'm not a procrastinator. I just prefer doing all my work in a deadline-induced panic. I think we can all relate to that. That's it from me. All the best and bye-bye. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Copywriter. You'll find the show notes at soyouwanttobeacopywriter.com.au. This podcast was brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre. Do you want to get started as a professional copywriter? Have a look at our course, Copywriting Essentials. Created by Bernadette Schwert, this five-week online course will teach you how to write words that sell and get paid to be creative. Find out more at writercentre.com.au slash copywriting. And thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Copywriter. You'll find the show
1: notes at... So you want to be a copywriter.com.au